0: Hi, I'm Dee, Dee bass Bond. I'm Dina Bass-Williams, and we are the Bass Sisters. And this is Policy and Pound Cake. I am sitting in the car. You can see my shirt. So I'm at a lacrosse tournament, and but yes. we're in different locations. This is different. Yep, this is a little different, but the show must go on. And um, yes. I'm at home, which is where we are normally shooting our podcast. And a little later today... Hopefully, I'll have some more help from my great, wonderful, awesome nephew who helped me plant roses yesterday. Thank you, Dorian, (laughs) for listening. I know you listen to our podcast all the time. He helped me plant roses because I'm trying to disguise the fertilizer burn. Oh, Lord. She had a little mishap in her yard, y'all. But it'll be all right. It'll be all right. (laughs) Anyway. We're going to hop to it. We have a great conversation. A lot of happening. A lot of things happening in the news. We have a wonderful conversation with Sarah Elliott, our patriot across the pond. Um, yes, indeed. This morning, shocking news out of Japan with um, Shinzo Abe being mm. assassinated. Just I don't even know. I can't even watch the video footage of that. Will um, yeah for um, that nation, the family, everyone, his family. It's just crazy. I don't even want to talk about it. It's just too much, too much to deal with. It is crazy. But um, Boris Johnson, that's what we're going to be talking about with our good friend, Sarah. It's, so here we go. Um, I'm laughing because I'm the professional aunt, no kids. And we have uh, Didi in the car at a lacrosse field and Sarah moments away from doing uh, carpool pickup. And I'm going to spend my leisurely afternoon just like hanging out on a Friday. <laughs> Because I don't have any responsibility <laughs> other than getting this podcast recorded and edited. So I, I hail to the moms. You both are D- awesome. Didi, D- D- they- I think you need to get um, Dina to do some school rounds for you. <laughs> Sarah, listen, when she has to do carpool, it is a production. I have to make a map. It is, I have stressful. to give very clear <laughs> instructions it is the most stressful thing in the world carpool pickup because it's like the mom like they and they like to be the first in line and i just like i would rather have like a high-powered meeting with any government official than doing one day of carpool pickup it is too stressful for me so yeah sarah thank you so much we're not going to take much of your time we know again that you you have some um constraints but obviously you are our patriot across the pond (laughs) we're going to call you now and um and so you're in london uh everything that's happened over the last 24 hours 48 hours ago boris johnson uh said that he wasn't going to step down 24 hours ago he did so What's happening? How, what do you, how do you see it from your perspective? Should he stay until September? Who's going to take his place? We just want to hear from you.
1: Well, this is it's a very different system over here, as you can see here. Um, this is a parliamentary system, not a presidential system. So I've had a real lesson living here now for nine years. I've had three prime ministers now uh, in nine years and three general elections, if you can imagine. So it's, uh, it's quite dramatic, it can always change on a dime, and what makes it different is that you don't elect the person to be prime minister, you elect a party, you elect a political party. So the Conservatives won the last general election with a historic 80-seat majority, and whichever political party has the most seats, wins the most seats in Parliament, their leader becomes prime minister. And so the prime minister actually rules at the pleasure of the party. And he has lost the confidence of his political party, meaning the parliamentarians, the representatives in the House of Commons have rejected him as their leader. And he has very reluctantly left. Um, You know, he was arguing that, uh, listen, I gave you an historic 80 seat majority, which hadn't been seen since the 1980s, I'm still polling well. I'm delivered well on the vaccines and I'm fighting on behalf of Ukraine and I got Brexit done. So really don't give up on me." Mm -hmm. And he's also thinking, you know, I'm the only Tory that's won the mayor of London twice. I I got Brexit over the line and I won the stonking majority. Why are you throwing me out the door? Well, for one, he's made a, a series of blunders in terms of um, just like personnel issues, not res- not listening to his colleagues, not governing as a conservative. He started to embrace the COP26 environmental agenda, the net zero quotas. He also uh, raised taxes. You cannot raise taxes mm-hmm. as a conservative, just like you cannot raise taxes as a Republican. So um, he started doing that. And of course, we're we're in an inflationary period. Our inflation is actually slightly higher than the U.S. right now. We're much more uh, sensitive (laughs) to the energy crisis because of our connection with Europe and Russian oil, so energy prices are sky through the roof. We're looking at a very difficult winter coming up. Um, We have strikes everywhere. The rail union's been striking for higher wages. This is a much more socialized, government-run countries, so we're gonna see a lot more strikes uh, coming up. Um, And and it's just, we're in turmoil, and he seems to be very disconnected from it, and he's not governing as a Tory, but the big thing, the straw that broke the camel's back. I'd say there are two straws. One was he was caught um, having a party during lockdown. Um, you know, it's really up for grabs if you thought he really violated the rules or not. It was in number 10. Someone said it was his birthday. He came in. They raised a glass of champagne and had a piece of cake, but he did get fined for that, and there was no social distancing, but also just that there's wine time Fridays in number 10 Downing Street at like 4 o'clock. They would wheelie in wine bottles when everybody's locked in their homes and can't see their grandparents, can't see their family, so that kind of disorder, and then the final straw was He knew that his deputy chief whip, a a senior member of the cabinet, had sexual assault allegations against him and yet still hired him, told his cabinet members he didn't know. They went out in the media rounds and defended the prime minister. And then it turns out actually the prime minister did know. And so his, his MPs were like, we've done it, we've had it, we want someone new. So we have a chance of winning the
0: general election in 2024. Okay. So So Sarah, it sounds like he's done some good things and some bad things. And it sounds like some people are happy. Some people are not so happy with some of the things that he's done. What do you think his legacy will be? Because he, like you said, he's fighting. He doesn't really want to leave, but you know, he's, what will his legacy be?
1: His legacy will be that he, he got Brexit done. So he got elected on the mandate that Theresa May, the former prime minister, couldn't get the deal across the line with the Europeans. And mm-hmm. Boris Johnson came in and did it, uh, instilling and ingraining in law the will of the people from 2016, which was very much in jeopardy for many years after the referendum. That will be his biggest legacy, which we are all very grateful for, those who wanted leave. And then, um, you know, the vaccine rollout was successful. But the second big thing was he was a leading figure in Europe, defending Ukraine, giving arms and advice and support to Zelensky when the rest of the Europeans were cowering. So that will be his second big legacy.
0: Excellent. And Sarah, Mm -hmm. we should say um, Brexit happened no small part um, to you and your family uh, and uh, your role in that. Thank you. Two quick questions. One, his legacy will be Brexit and the Ukraine. Is Brexit working for you? Is um, Was the leave a good thing?
1: Well, you know, because we've had so much turmoil in the last several years, one, it took like uh, over three years to actually say we're doing it. Um, it actually took uh, three and a half years to get it into law. And then we had COVID. So I don't think we've actually really taken advantage of the opportunity yet to the extent that we can. Obviously, um, the getting the vaccines out to as many people as possible was only because we, we could do that independently without the EU. So that was a success. Our support for Ukraine, obviously a success uh, there, um, pushing back. Um, But we we have a bit of an issue right now with Northern Ireland because, you know, the United Kingdom, um, part of its territories in the northern part of the Ireland island, and um, they they are not happy with still being treated as in the single market, meaning in the European market. um, And we have to sort that out. So the Northern Ireland protocol is being renegotiated um that's not so i I think we're about 98 percent of the way there uh and i I hope that the next prime minister really comes in and makes it a wonderful advantage for this country because it has so much potential we can attract so much more investment we can lower taxes we can create incentives and we can um you know welcome all those freedom loving people from around the world so i um I, i know there's a lot more potential to be tapped in it but there is absolutely no way Brexit can be reversed by the public. The public have said it in multiple general elections now. So now we just have to deliver.
0: Excellent. Okay, actually, we have two questions. The um, the, <laughs> the, the policy question real quickly. In the U.S., obviously, you've seen um, we overturned Roe, the Supreme Court overturned Roe. We're excited about that. We are experiencing... Um, what Didi and I kind of call like an, an attack on common sense in terms of um, the woke culture that is trying to redefine the definition of woman. For, and I know you're one person and we don't like for you to have to represent all of Great Britain, but how, how do you feel people are looking at us in our, our push toward the, in the, uh, across the globe, looking at us in our push towards wokeness? Like, you know, women aren't women uh parents have no control what what is the impre- what is your general impression of the way um the world sees us now well
1: i mean you're not you're not the only country suffering from this we've had it too and uh we there is a there is a massive pushback of which i'm part of here in the uk to take biological sex seriously
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and there have been mm-hmm. some very high profile court cases here in the uk about that and it's bringing together a quite unique coalition of like um lesbian feminists um christian conservatives uh left you know old school feminists um and and mm-hmm. the, just your everyday mom and dad uh so there is a real concern um that we're importing what America is going through. We do think it's crazy. Um, There was a famous uh, interview that Julia Hartley Brewer, who is a great conservative talk show host over here, asked the chancellor of the Exchequer, which is our treasury secretary, can you define a woman? And he just stuttered the entire time. And this is a conservative. (laughs) This is the number two in the government. He's married to a woman and he has daughters. And he could not, and he's a contender for the prime, um, for leader of the party. So um, he could not answer what a woman is. And many of us said, he's lost our vote. We'll never vote for this man because he can't define what a woman is, which is pretty basic. So, um, and we also have the famous J.K. Rowling over here who is defending Mm -hmm. women and going up against the mob. Very brazenly. And I will say that uh, Boris Johnson's government has been very good on this uh, anti-CRT, anti-WOKE, and they're coming out very strong in supporting biological women in the NHS. You know, we've had the NHS has said that um, there was a woman raped by a woman in the hospital, and that made really big headlines. We say, come again, because... The person who raped this woman in hospital was um, a man. Um, but claim to be a woman. So yeah. we're having the debate too. the Brits really want the Americans to settle this so they don't have to deal with it anymore. They put way too much responsibility on the Americans here. And I said, no, no, no. These are your Ivy Leaks, too, are producing this, your higher levels of education. And we have to nip it in the bud here. Don't wait for the Americans to do it, of which they're working hard at it. But
0: uh, we we have to do it here. Excellent. We will lock arms across the pond with you. We will do it together. And if we have to do it,
1: absolutely.
0: And I are fighting to do it first. And you're right. We're working with groups who have a a diverse coalition that normally in the conservative camp, we wouldn't find ourselves locked arms. But there are some, um, you know, uh, strong feminist, uh, lesbian groups who recognize that women are women. And, And we are certainly willing to. Roll up our sleeves and work with them because they have the common sense to know that a woman is woman Didi, Dee Dee, last question right. absolutely so Sarah we this is very, very important, so we really need you to think hard about this your answer. but when you were talking politics and just hanging out with friends and talking policies, what is your favorite dessert and drink to have
1: <laughs> while I'm talking politics i say, I say I get that um. You know what, I'm going to, I could always default to the great southern desserts that we all love, you know, back home, you know, apple pie, ice cream, cheesecake, those are all good, but I'm going to say something a little different from across the pond, which I think is actually um, very tasty and wonderfully summery, so if your listeners want something summery and different, it's called Eaton Mess, and Eat and mess, Eaton and it's pavlova mess. or meringue with uh, strawberries and cream.
0: Love now, me. I tell you this Dina is going to do her best to try to create that. She's yes. going to get my daughter in the kitchen with her to do it. <laughs> and I can't wait to see how it turns out. We'll have to let you know. <laughs> yes. It's
1: really good. It's light, it's summery.
0: Perfect. Well, Sarah, as always, thank you so much. Um, Safe travels. And um, we always appreciate you and your perspective. For many years now, you have been um, a a great resource and sounding board. So we appreciate you.
1: Thank you. Pleasure, pleasure. And I love it when I see you on Sky News or BBC, Dina.
0: (laughs) I'm like, oh, I know her. (laughs)
1: Flashback from back home.
0: Yep, absolutely. Great. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. I so enjoy talking to Sarah. I mean, she has, well, first of all, her earrings were just like the bomb this morning, but she is just, just easy to talk to. She's always so balanced with her conversation and it was just great. Great. Yes. Yes. She is definitely an amazing patriot across the pond. Love talking to her. She is. And I, her history lesson about the way they choose their prime minister. You know, it's interesting. I, know. She's been, oh, I forgot that she's been there for nine years. I, it, that seems longer than I didn't realize she was gone that long. But she's been in yeah. England for nine years. And she's gone through three prime ministers because of the way they elect their prime minister, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, our allies and partners Um But a lot of things that she said about the wolf culture in Great Britain, this is a global, this is a global issue. And America has to be the leader. You saw what happened to Gray, right? Mm -hmm. um, She's been bullied into apologizing for actually saying that just having surgery can't make you a woman. Mm -hmm. We have to stand up and be courageous and not be afraid and support people who are willing to, people with large platforms like these entertainers who are willing to say so. J.K. Rowling, I have never read or watched a Harry Potter book. Exactly. But I'm going to pick up me some Harry Potter this weekend. And you're right. They just, I mean, and it's sad that it's being courageous because you're simply just speaking i mean the truth is just it is what it is you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so um let's 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 also be put the distinction in it no one is saying to harass harm to um take away from transgender people we're saying trust the science when trust the science always if the science is saying that that the climate is changing well let's trust the science if the science says that women are women trust the science if the, science, the science says that life begins when a baby is conceived trust the science i don't we can't do that's this it way. yeah and we never um promote harming anyone i mean we always say attack policy not people so we're definitely not people who are saying to to be mean or dismissive of anyone or any group of people but we're simply saying trust the science and it's, it's simply what it is. I mean, and you can't, it's not, you just can't dispute it. It's, it's, it is what it is. So I appreciate Sarah, and I appreciate those individuals across the pond and those that are here. Like you said, we have to link arms and be supportive and stand up and just speak out, plain and simple. Absolutely. Plain and simple. And no, so. more, no one more courageous than you mamas. Enjoy your time. <laughs> at I know you want to open that door because you're hot in that car. I do. I really do. And then also this lacrosse game, my hair is looking really, really exciting. And it's funny because we're playing high schools from England. So it's like so exciting. So I'm like, this is pretty cool. But thank you guys so much for joining us. Remember to like, share and follow. And we appreciate you for tuning in. Right, Dina? Absolutely. In case you missed them, you can listen to archived episodes of policy and pound cake,